Want the reward? Do the damn work. Challenge yourself. Inspire change. Choice, not luck. Hi, everybody. Todd Crandall here from Ignite Euphoria with another podcast, and I have Heather with me today. How are you? I'm good. So today we're going to talk about early morning routines, the benefits of them, how they're difficult at times, and I'll start off by talking about what I've been doing in the morning for many years. Uh, So I get up in the morning, I don't have an alarm clock. I wake up naturally, ready to go, and I usually start off by doing a set of 25 push-ups, and then the day starts with listening to a podcast or some light music, playing with my pig, getting him going, which always gets a chuckle out of people, right? So I get Milo up, and then I'm doing dishes, doing push-ups, starting to do some work stuff, and already getting ready to then get some exercise in and get the day going. So with that being said... How have you changed from an early morning routine of being hungover or drinking or whatever to what you've been successfully doing in your over year of sobriety now? Yeah, we're looking at 14 months coming up on the 7th, so um, big changes with that. Um, I definitely feel like I just didn't want to wake up when I was, you know, not sober, and I really obviously didn't want to live. Um, So... I feel like um, in sobriety, it, it's my morning routine continues to change um, because I do have my special needs son. So I've sort of worked that around, but I've always figured out like now I figured out that it's the best thing for me is to wake up super early, a lot earlier than him, at least an hour and a half earlier. And for me, um, the first thing that I always do is I, I do the words empathy, gratitude, humility. For me, that's like, I mean, I say them all day long. I have post-it notes around my house. I work at home. So it's like, it's just something that's super important to me because that's how I'm living. And so um, those are the first words that go through my head. And um, oftentimes I look at pictures of all the people um, in my life before and now. I have a huge ever-growing family of support. And so those people that inspire me just help me a lot. And so, and I literally, from the instant I wake up, it's amazing because I'm so full of ideas with my poetry. As you know, like I've been writing a lot. So it's like, I'm just writing. And so I, I definitely have to line time for myself to, to do those things and get my head together. And then it, it goes into some positive uh, music and things like that as well, which, you know, I have some a playlist that's really important to me. Um, smoothies, really important. I uh, do that every day. And um, that's so much. I mean, it's just way different. And then, you know, I'll, I'll go into like yoga or or, um, or ballet. Um, and then if I'm running with my son, I, I do that as well. So it's it depends on the day. So um, you've so mentioned, in. well, you talked about, you're a success in, at Racing for Recovery, and I'm, I'm so proud of who you are today. You. And you mentioned earlier, very profoundly, you said, you know, my morning routine was I didn't want to wake up, and I can yeah. relate to that very well. 
And as you know, at Racing for Recovery, we don't do a lot of war stories, but can you, can you briefly talk about what it was like to not want to wake up and how that normal routine, how it hindered your yes, abilities? This is why I know you're good at guiding me. <laughs> um, I, before it's, it's like I was so overwhelmed by life and I, I feel like even I started that addiction late um, in my life, like with alcohol, but I had people and, um, and other things to hurt myself. And so um, I just felt like I wasn't good enough for my life. And so not to go into war stories, but um, I just abused my body so bad. And I just really did not want to get up and fail at my life again every day because I was already a failure. So hence the choices I was making, which were not good choices. And when you get into sobriety, you, it's not, it's funny because it takes a while. I feel like you don't just walk into sobriety and say, okay, I've got this. I can love myself. This is it. And like, it drove me nuts because you guys don't, like you don't give us a, a plan. It's like, but there's no plan. It's like you want to see us sort of become ourselves, our full selves, you know, with choosing love. And so for me, like learning to put down not just because I put down the alcohol doesn't mean that I stopped hurting myself. So I had to learn how to make food a choice that was good, exercise a choice that was good. Everything in my life had to be a choice that was good. So that is a completely different thing. You know, when I first walked into sobriety, it was like, okay, I want to be like you and run an Ironman two weeks out of an addiction, and that wasn't going to happen. And so again, it was like that addictive mindset. And now it's like, what is going to what is going to further you you know so i have days where i don't run and i do yoga to help my body and keep me going with my son who's a pretty big boy now and um and just everything that's going to be the right decisions for the both of us like i may at the end of the day every single every single decision that i make i try to have what's best for us in mind and what's best for us is me waking up and getting myself together and giving myself that time because that that is loving myself and it's I know I was gonna cry you're doing good you're doing good it's so beautiful um to, to give myself that and to see what we've been able to accomplish and the love that I share with so many people that I just never felt like I deserved or was worthy of. This is exactly what, you know, that we as an organization that I am privileged to do, like when I'm talking with people early on and then watching them come to a seat that you're sitting in today, it's like, that mindset and that early routine of waking up and like 
damn, I'm pissed I woke up and then drinking or hurting ourselves in whatever capacity to turning this around of how you're so profoundly and honestly, and dare I use that word lovingly speaking now, it's awesome. So I want to start talking about what, what that transformation was like to create this early morning routine that's led to everything you're doing. Because like you said, Heather, you have 14 months of sustained sobriety. This didn't happen overnight. No. So how about if we start with, why don't you start about talking about your first night of walking into racing for recovery on that <laughs> Thursday? Because that was, that was pretty cool. I was wondering if you were going to get into this. Um, yeah, so I'm... I mean, like I said, I'm a special needs mom, and um, it was a really big shame for me to be in addiction. I was in addiction for quite a while and wanted help even, um, but was really afraid to ask for it. And so um, coming to Racing for Recovery, it was overwhelming because there was probably 75 to 100 people in that room. I mean, this is pre-COVID, right? I yeah, mean, oh, yeah. So it was crazy. And I'm sitting here going, okay, I've I've made this choice. Like, I have this little shred of hope that I want to I wanna live. And so I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. And this is just the beginning of the last 14 months of just dive, girl, just go. And so I'm walking in with my son, <laughs> who's special needs and is, I mean, he's now 13 and, um, I didn't know how it, how it looked. So we walk into the meeting and he's sort of, you know, he doesn't, he's like a toddler. And so you guys just handled that with, with so much love. And I remember it was someone's birthday and he start like, they sang happy birthday for that person and then he just continued to sing and so I'm going oh my gosh because already I feel like I have a stigma as a special needs mom to be strong and that's sort of why I put on this face for the world and I was literally just like standing in the light with my kid and so when they when basically when they stop singing Xander just continues to sing and I'm going oh my gosh how is this gonna go over and like are they gonna kick us out of here and literally everybody just started to laugh and so I was like okay and I've like I'm like all right this is cool and so and I do remember um saying that I had like maybe a week in sobriety and everybody clapped and I was just sort of like dumbfounded by that um, and then someone after the meeting told me that I was a really good mom and I didn't feel it, but it, it resonated with me and I knew I had to be here. So I called Ariana the next day and poured my heart out to her, um, and got into the IOP because I was like, this was that unconditional love that I just... I didn't know from complete strangers and the way you've worked it with with Xander and me um it's given us I mean it's it's this place is just where I was born you know this is awesome so let I'll, I'll make it easier for you I'll tell you where we're going to go from here right because <laughs> okay. you mentioned you talked about you know your nutri your nutrition has changed and I definitely want you to talk about that how it's changed for Xander too um 
you've talked about doing yoga. You talked about, you know, being open and talking about self-destructive behaviors and all, all this pain or whatever, and how that's now transferred over poetry, music, all these things. Correct. So let's talk about them individually for a second. Um, let's go with nutrition first. How has changing or how has changed your nutrition helped you and your son? And I, I do want to say this before you answer it. You've lost 50 pounds. 55, my oh, friend. My bad. <laughs> Double nickels you've lost. So... <laughs> just that in of itself, you know, cause people are looking at you now and they're like, Oh, this woman's put together and everything. It's like, well, you have changed inside and out. So talk about how nutrition has helped you do that. Correct. And I mean, one thing I just want to say too, is I don't focus on the weight. I, I have self-love for my whole self. And Beautiful. I think that's important for the women out there. Um, because I don't, I don't want that to come across that way for them. Um, because I struggled internally a lot with, with weight and body image issues, but, um, and that really went into the nutrition portion of, of this. And that's what I love about racing for recovery is that you don't just go into IOPs. You have nutrition classes, you have workout rooms. And it's like, I can remember Matt saying over and over, if you don't if you don't jump on the the health portion of this, you're missing the boat. And like, it is the truth. Because for me, I didn't go more plant-based and vegan. Um, really, the vegan took longer, a lot longer, um, just for like minor details and things. Because it's a learning curve. It is. Yeah. It really is. Um, but it... I didn't really start, I mean, I started losing weight when I put the alcohol down, but for my mind to heal, it didn't start until I, I did the nutrition, until I started, until I put the meat down. When I put the meat down, it was like huge. And like, I was really, I mean, I'm pretty much embracing every single thing that I could get my hands on. And I was experimenting with the foods, like happy foods um, that helped us. And so... Um, I noticed that I was actually able to reduce medications. And what was funny with Xander was if I was doing a smoothie, he wanted to do one. So I was like, okay, like we're just doing this together. And he would, he would go for it. And so that's the beauty of having a special needs child. And, um, so we basically just started doing this. And as we did, I was actually able to reduce behavior medicines and, uh, seizure medicines for him. So over the last year, he's gone from what a, an adult person would be taking of all those medications down to what a four-year-old would be taking. And that's through supplementation and through food. And at first I was overthinking everything and trying to figure it all out. And then I just realized like, because you're my one-on-one, -on -one, that's why I held on to you for so long. How would Todd look at this? And it's like, Let's just simplify and do what's good for me <laughs> and like what works and play around with it and have fun. And, and that's still the process that we're in. We're always sort of experimenting with what works better. Does this work better? Does that? And what feels good? Um, so I think we've really got a real balance with that. But I have seen that's where my, my poetry took off. That's where I've been able to heal so quick. Um, from running and everything that I do, like I used to have a bad back and now I don't, I don't suffer from that stuff. I mean, I still have some injuries, but they heal like 
hugely fast. And so it's amazing. And to look at my son who is now not zombied out um, on medication um, and just being able to live He's so calm and doesn't have these crazy meltdowns that interrupt our life for like an hour um, or more. I mean, he's just, he's redirected and it's amazing. But the most amazing thing is I'm, a lot of times I'm making him run after me. And so like I'm 44 years old and that's, that's, it's huge. (laughs) It's fantastic. So moving into the next thing, I, and I love Again, we're talking about creating a morning routine. And, you know, we talked about open-mindedness a lot in racing for recovery. And it's like, look where this is going. Just by changing nutrition, you talked about the poetry and the physical thing. So let's do poetry first. Where were you always into that? Or is it something new that started? And how is that blossoming into helping you with your morning routine? It drives me crazy to be honest with you sometimes because I literally can't put the pen down now and um so I don't it's probably going to be a poetry book is what I think um but what it has how has it helped me as far as or or no where did it start um I wrote poetry as a child and um it just sort of comes from somewhere like when I wrote the one for racing for recovery sometimes I'll be on this high of so much love and it just pours out and I'm like what was that and so that's how it it generally has been for me when I was a kid and so I can remember um for years I I mean I just I lost it I lost that part of me and I tried to get it back and I I never quite could I never really could um, get that. And so I just pretty much thought it was something I just had as a kid, which I feel like a child now. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? I love like a little child. It's pure and beautiful. And like the poetry has come back because I have healed my mind so much that and I, I'm finally that little girl before some of those traumas in life hit me. And it is, it's, it's, it's breathtaking. And for me, the, the most important thing is my voice. My voice is, is so powerful. And for me to express that on paper is just important. So it is absolutely of extreme importance for me to take care of my nutrition and balance. And it's still, like I said, a learning curve to, to do all those things, um, you know, to keep consistent with and keep balancing and moving through and trying different things. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it, everything that I've learned here is, is just, it's how my life functions. I can't tell you how awesome this is just to sit and listen to you. This is what this podcast was intended to do. I'm just sitting back like this proud dad going, yeah, keep talking. Right? Okay, so here's the next thing. Let's bring in the the physical component. Because, you know, a lot of people, they still, ah, racing for recovery. It's all about running. And it's like, that's why I love talking to people like you who can 
put that in a positive light, right? Um, where did where did you start running? Or I mean, like, where did that notion of okay, I'm going to try this? Where did it come into play, and where's that taken you? Well, I I have I've had a personal training background before I sort of went real deep into the rabbit hole, and so I've I've had a physical background throughout my life. I was just kind of bipolar about it. Um, but so, and I, I used to do a lot of really long running. And so I started it early in sobriety and, um, I was, to be honest with you, I was, I wanted to be just like you. So it was like, and I think a lot of people do that. So I came in going, I'm going to run seven miles a day. And like, it just, it wasn't working for me because you can't do, you can't, you can over, you can hurt your body and you have to take one step at a time. And the thing with, with that was I went off of that for a little while, found that I loved dance and then I came back to it and it's the mindset of not being addictive and learning how to care for your body and me being a special needs mom, having to sort of figure out how much energy I can give to physical, how much energy can I give to everything, as well as during this time, emotional healing. And so um, there was a time for everything. And the, the running came back with me when I wanted something like everybody else has. All my brothers and sisters that stay here, they accomplish something. They they do a marathon. They do a half marathon. They do, um, you know, the Ironman, you know, all these different things. And so I wanted that for myself. And I was at first kind of like, how's that going to happen? I've got Xander all the time. This is COVID, too, we're talking about. So... I was like, and that was the thing. We're not staying in the house. And so we started the walks um, and we would go for these really long walks and he loved it. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. He's quiet (laughs) and this is working. We're both meditative and at peace. And then slowly we just started to run and he absolutely loved that. And so I put the music on and he'll sing and like, I'm just in this Zen place and we almost, you can feel it's literally a tangible connection. It's crazy. Um, and so really that started and then I thought, okay, well, how about I do a half marathon and here I'm running with this janky wheelchair before, um, before I ended up getting gifted our, our running one we have now. And that's how it started. And so just started with like, three miles a day and then it went from there and I went into the whole training and talked to you a little bit about it and uh, wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it but we just did our half marathon on uh, Friday and made it through slow as a turtle (laughs) but that's how I am in sobriety too so well I want to point a couple things out here though so (laughs) I want to make sure everybody understands this you're pushing Xander okay so let people just ponder that for a moment that it's one thing to run it on your own you're pushing a 13 year old kid young man sorry Xander and then also too this half marathon you ran was on trails correct (laughs) so let people at home like ponder that as well this is not just some little thing you accomplished I you like you pushed him in a wheelchair for 13 miles on trails and those trails were like 
they I, I didn't know I did not know what I was getting myself into I knew we couldn't do the one here just because of scheduling and I was like I'm I want to do I want to do a half marathon we've been training all this time and so um, I signed up for that one and that was the only one with COVID that was still going. And so basically I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And there was points during that, and I'm not an athlete. I, I'm, I mean, I, I don't consider myself an athlete. So I want that to be really important to like, because people coming in shouldn't be, well, they can be how they want. I won't speak for them, but I just don't want them to get overwhelmed with the idea that they have to do something crazy or something beyond them. Just start, you know, just start slow. And, but what I'm saying is the, I understand why these marathons and why this stuff is so important to you now, even more so when I was out there, because I didn't care if I made the time frame. Cause I knew I might not. Once I realized how bad those, <laughs> those trails were, I mean, there was there was definitely a point where we were and we only we made 11 and a half like we didn't do the full 13 but i won and we won because the point of that was to do we've done sobriety together me and xander and i've fallen in love with being his mom because i deserve that because i deserve him and i deserve all the people special in my life my other son my mom everybody and so I would I when I go out there and I run I'm thinking of every person you everyone close to me the ones my whole huge family of beautiful people Tina that went with with us that at the end that amazing moment that photographer got of us hugging it's like that was what was pushing me through was I I'm not my, I'm not, it wasn't even my body anymore. It's like my, I am literally running on love. It is like, I am so at joy when I'm basically going up. This looks like a, I mean, I don't even know if it was like a 90 degree. It was really pretty straight up with Xander and all 130 pounds is coming back on me. And I'm mm. thinking, I don't know if I can do this. Like, this is really, this is something. And I, I was literally not running, not walking, just one step at a time. And like, there's mud and <laughs> I'm just kind of like, I can do this. And it's because I think of every person that has given us unconditional love here. And that's how I keep going. My body might hurt for that minute. And I think about you too saying, and th see, that's where when the road gets hard and you want to just give up uh, on your sobriety, on yourself, on anything. Let's face it, dude. It Life isn't easy, right? It's not simple. And you don't get to some pinnacle of sobriety and have everything all figured out. It's literally just choosing life and choosing to overcome every single time. Flip the script, man. That's what it's about. And so when life gets hard, that's why I take so many pictures of these events that I do and so many pictures in life because when it gets hard, that's what you think of. 
it's like the physical pain is going to teach you how to deal with emotional stuff. This is exactly what I want people to understand about that physical component. And you have said some very kind things about racing for recovery. And one of the things I want to point out is people can, and you did, they can come in and look at the enormity of this thing, or even some of the things that I've done physically. And right away, it can either crush them and they're like, I can't do that. Or they're looking at it like, I have to do that in order to be successful. That's not it at all. It's looking at our slogan. Well, with sobriety, anything is possible. How does that make it applicable to me? And that's what you've done. The whole thing of me still doing those is I still want to feel what you did last weekend. That's why I keep doing them. You know, it's about travel. It's about meeting new people. Tina, that you mentioned, is another successful mom from Racing for Recovery. That we, ooh, I mean, that just was a bond like no other and and the inspiration too of like a complete stranger once I got almost to that hill I was talking about like to the top like I could people were coming by and asking me if I needed help they were all cheering me on and stuff and I was pretty much saying no for most of it but there was an old man that was older man that was behind me a lot and he he literally you know, came and, and at that point I was like, there's no way I'm getting the rest of the way up. And so there was that peer support and a complete stranger. It's like that connection. Like we go out there and do this because I know my road isn't easy because it, it isn't, it's like, I want to give that love that I have been giving and it just it it just spirals it keeps rolling and that's what you go on you either go on bad choices and addictive behavior and bad food and bad relationships and bad everything or you go to the good and it's not perfect you know and I'm an overthinker to no end (laughs) but just simple simple choices one good choice after another after another after another and that's that's how you roll man so let's do this. Why don't you read, you brought in a poem you wanted to read about your awesome son, Xander. Why don't you get that going? Well, and I think um, it's important too because he over everyone, I've had a lot of mentors and friends here and um, in life that have I've learned to look to for different things. But it's him that he's one of the ones I've learned the most from. Um, because of the way he is. And so, um, yeah, it's, this one is a recent one that just poured out of me too. So I'll do my best to read it well, but it's, I think it sort of demonstrates to our road and how much I've, we both come together, come forward. So You radiate love without pretense to everyone you know. You touch the hearts of all those you meet with your kind soul. I don't need accolades to be a success because living like you is the goal I like best. When you hear a song, you instantly begin to dance, which makes me realize I'll never again miss the chance. To be your awkward mom with two left feet, dancing away with you 
My life is whole and complete. With a smile you go through things most could never withstand. That is why I love going through life holding your hand. Yes, it takes you years, what others learn in a day. But you keep going because you know no other way. You don't comprehend malice, only how to relate. The innocence of your soul to so many demonstrates. How wonderful life can be if we were like you, so innocent and pure. Living in anger and hatred only deters us from experiencing such love that it breaks all barriers away. That we forgive all wrongs and to others healing we can relay. I'm filled with an immense sense of gratitude because I finally realize how beautiful the world is when I see it through your eyes. Son, you may never be a renowned physician, but you heal the world because you love without condition. That's beautiful. Wow. And just think of everything that we've talked about today has been because of one choice to quit self-destructing. It's amazing. So I ask you a couple more questions and then I'll let you off the, the hot seat, right? What is one thing, I wanna see if we're on the same page as this. What is one thing that when you remove it from you is gonna further enhance your ability to get you where do you deserve to be? Oh man, <laughs> you're gonna make me overthink on that one. Um, I would just think it would be self-loathing, really. I mean, um, removing that. It's obviously addiction, of course, but to me it all just goes back to choosing love. It goes back to choosing love with everything you do. So it's getting out of your own way. That's as simple as that. It's every Everything was within me. It wasn't in anyone else. It was in my choice. So it's choice, really. It's, I was just thinking that our third book is up there, that choices and consequences, and we talk about choose love in there is one of the main focal points, and you're exhibiting that today. So we've covered that one. Give me one thing that you have a passion to add to this early morning lifestyle that you've created that's going to help you get to where you further deserve to be. <laughs> um. I've been quite creative with that. Uh, I think adding, I'm not sure about adding just as much as continuing to experiment with um, more writing, more um, experimenting and playing around with food, um, more running. Uh, I thought the half was going to be it for me, but it's not. <laughs> right. Um, it's not. <laughs> So, but I, I would hope maybe after the COVID and if I can get Xander situated, I would love to put some swimming in there. Um, I'd love to do an Ironman one day too. Like I would love to do that. So, um, but that's sort of getting him situated. So there's, there's some plans in there. I'm not sure how I'm going to work them out yet, but you know me, I will. But right now I'm just, just keep 
playing with what I got and and doing what I what I'm doing um, and just whatever feels right for me. So yeah. You know, I will, I'm a as you know I'm a positive thinker. I visualize things and since I've watched you doing what you've been doing with Xander and running. Um, and this, this was said to me with respect to what turned into our, one of our movies, Running With Demons. I had a friend of mine that said, you know, if you do such and such, you'll be one of only this many people in the world that have done that. And that was the catalyst to get me to do Running With Demons, which has helped a couple of people that have watched it. A couple. So I've started thinking about this. To the best of my knowledge, no female has done an Ironman with um, a son like Xander. Now, there's been a guy who's done it, and his story oh, has been boy. told many times. So I've thought about that. Having you speak it, then to me it's just a matter of when you're going to, as we're saying the title when, of this podcast, when, when are you going to ignite it? And if you want to do that, there's plenty of people here that will – help you achieve that in whatever capacity so it's it's just it's all the same stuff heather it's like if people want this Correct. they can do it and you're right it comes from within nobody did anything for you Correct. we gave you stuff that you have utilized to speak so profoundly today phenomenal so if you want to do it then we'll do it yeah and i mean i think that's that's the main thing about racing for recovery is in learning it's like i obviously right now i'm doing something that literally terrified me and um and the same thing with the half it's like you're you're going into stuff that you have no clue how it's gonna work out but just keep diving because it's beautiful and so i'm not gonna stop and someone i posted about our half marathon and someone said that you never quit do you and i'm like nope and i never will <laughs> because that's what living is all about it it might be messy you might i don't even want to say fail but you know you might not have the it's like you just don't want to have expectations right you want to just let it be how it is and I'm still learning that, but we all are. Absolutely. Do you, do you want to ask me anything? Oh, goodness. I had questions, and now it went out of my head. So, um, yes, I do. I don't know if it has to do with what we're talking about today, but um, how is it for you when you watch – us come through here and then graduate like what what is that experience like because for me it was I remember having to kind of go through a, a letting go of you right so is that hard for you is it like sort of mixed feelings on that it's a great question it's it's an interesting thing I've I had this uh this vision in my mind, you know, to be 20 years in a couple of months of what racing for recovery could be and what it would look like when people started doing in their own way what I've been fortunate enough to be doing. And when I see it happening, uh, it's the best way I can relate it um, and I am not getting emotional on my own show, for God's sakes. But it's it's almost like how you feel with Xander. It's that I, I just feel like a, a proud parent. 
it's almost like, you know, when I took Skylar to school, to college the first time, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done as a parent, but I knew it was better for her. So watching people come in and I, I know on day one, as I've done with you and everybody else on day one, I'm like, I know you guys can do it. Hmm. But when you watch it and you watch people that not only they're struggling, I like people to struggle. I want them to struggle, not because I want them to hurt, because I'm like, this is going to help you. I know it hurts. Keep going and doing what you're doing. And when you watch them come out the other side and then they're, they're living, I mean, like you, you're writing poetry. You are so full of just love and compassion for people, just people in general. The stuff you've done with Xander physically, um, the stuff you've changed nutritionally, how you've come into your own self and the confidence you have. I just sit back and I'm like, that's it. You know, it's like, that's the, it truly is the greatest, like, feeling you can ever have and it all starts and we started this whole podcast with like what's your early morning routine I'm like and I'm like that's what it leads to you do the things for yourself that starts your day that then just wreaks ha positive havoc on everybody else that's out there so to answer your question it's like I love it I feel like I have I get I'm, sounds weird to say but it's like I have thousands of kids thousands of them and just watching them struggle but then to find their stride and go live I'm like yeah I'm a proud dad so thanks for letting me feel that again you know I mean it's like just listening to you talk it's like you know going back to that safe self-hatred never when we were using drugs and alcohol did we ever think we'd get a piece of this and that's what I want people to get especially from listening to this podcast today Holy cow, if you can't see what comes from making that choice to stop and then making these choices to have an open mind and do what you're doing, it's phenomenal. I'm proud of you. Thank you. And I'm so grateful. Um, and I, I knew I was going to get emotional, but I'm so grateful. And it's, it's why I'm sitting here today is just because I hope that people, that that I can just continue to, to live the way I live and help inspire other people with, with what I'm doing, you know, and that's important, the gift of healing that Absolutely. keeps going. So. All right, America, or whoever you're tuning in on the world, this is one you're going to have to play a couple of times. So thanks for tuning in to Ignite Euphoria. Check out ToddCrandall.com and RacingForRecovery.org, and we will see you again soon. Bye.